Happy Monday! Welcome to the Mom Your Business Podcast. I am your host, Tanya T. Morris. I am the CEO, Chief Excitement Officer, and founder of Mom Your Business, where our mission is simply to support mompreneurs by connecting them to resources and opportunities that lead to success in business and in life. You can check us out at momyourbusiness.com. There you will learn all about me and the work that I do as a speaker, author, mentor, coach. Um, you can also purchase my books. You can also check us out at momyourbusiness.org where you learn more about our mission and the work that we're doing in the community uh, with mompreneurs and community engagement and special events. So I want to thank you for tuning in. There are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to, but you chose Mom Your Business, the podcast, and I truly appreciate you. Stay tuned for a great show. We're so excited that you're here. Once again, you're listening to Mom Your Business, the podcast. When you need that, I'm going to let you have it. And today's show is about partnership and collaboration is going to be our theme because I think it's so important um, that we understand that relationships and the power of building strong relationships in and around our communities it's what's going to be the catalyst for making an impact. So I'm really excited to have um, our guest today, who is Kimberly Washington. She is the executive director at the Frankfurt Community Development Corporation. In my former life, I had the pleasure of working with Kim on several community projects um, while I was a community engagement specialist at Turning Points for Children, and we've stayed connected, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. But before we talk to Kim, let's go into the shift shop. When I enrolled in Australia University's MBA program, I planned to pursue a career in corporate social responsibility. I believe that it will take corporations, communities, small businesses, government, and nonprofits working together to make real change in the world. CSR, as it's known, is the aim of companies to achieve positive impact on society as a whole while naming shared values for owners, its employees, shareholders, and stakeholders. It's the efforts of companies to make social impact. Corporate social responsibility is important to a business because it demonstrates to both consumers and the media that the company takes an interest in wider social issues that have no direct impact on profit. You see, most businesses know that when they get involved in the issues concerning their customers, it can and often does impact profit. CSR is so important that there are analytics and data that track the impact companies have where they work, live, and serve. CSR efforts range from donating money to nonprofits to implementing environmentally friendly policies in the workplace. Whole Foods CSR is part of their values, which is why people shop there. They believe in the values and share the values that Whole Foods portrays. Here's the thing. As a small business, as an entrepreneur, it's important for you to create a CSR plan for your business. And I want to challenge you. Make sure that your business operates based on values. 
things that are important to you and can make an impact on others. Values that compel you to not only stand for something, but plan, act on something that can potentially impact your community, your city, your state, and ultimately our world. For more information and to get a free complimentary coaching session, visit mommybusiness.com. Click the link to schedule your free session. So today, as you already know, we're talking about the power of partnership. So I thought that there would be a great opportunity for us to give away a free copy of uh, the ebook about volunteering and um, how to recruit, engage, and maintain volunteers. So go to the website and you can get you a copy of that as well. Thank you for listening to The Shift Shop. All right. So, Kim, right. thanks so much for coming on the show today. Let's jump right in. Tell us about the Frankfurt CDC and your work and the impact you're making in Frankfurt. Okay. So, um, Frankfurt CDC is a neighborhood-based organization um, really focused on the Frankfurt section of um, lower northeast Philadelphia. Um, so, I think a lot of times people confuse Frankfurt with like a Kensington or a, um, um, or another neighborhood just because Frankfurt Avenue runs from the far northeast down to Northern Liberties. Um, but we're really focused on the area between, um, if you think about Frankfurt in terms of L stops, where the neighborhood between the Church Street Station on the L and the Frankfurt Transportation Center, which is the first stop on the L. So our organization primarily focuses on housing development, business development, um, improving, I guess, awareness and outcomes around health and wellness, and what we are calling the creative and sustainable improvement of public space. So okay, that's so primarily what we're focused on. So talk to me about that creation and sustainability of public spaces. I think that's 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 interesting. Okay, so one of our initiatives has been to um, try to revitalize our commercial corridor through the elimination of what we call blight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you think about blight, you think about abandoned buildings, vacant lot, graffiti, trash, and all of those things. Um, so one of our most recent projects has been to transform a vacant lot on our commercial corridor um, into an outdoor park space. So we started this project, I want to say back in 2014, working with the Community Design Collaborative. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of had the idea that um, we wanted to do something with this vacant lot where people were, were Ill illegally dumping trash. Um, and it was just an eyesore to the commercial corridor. So we held a few community engagement meetings with the Design Collaborative. Um, throughout different parts of the neighborhood to kind of get a feedback from um, business owners from Frankfurt Avenue residents and different neighborhood associations um, in regards to what they wanted to see in the space and what type of uses they would use the space for. Um, so after going through that phase, um, the design collaborative produced a conceptual design which the Frankfurt CDC used to shop around for grant funding um, to actually build the space out. It took us a few years to get it done, um, but we finished the pilot phase of the park uh, 
in December of 2017. every other Saturday. There'll be yoga instruction and I think Zumba classes in the park. Um, and we're doing that with some of our health and wellness partners, um, Jefferson College, um, Keystone First, um, PHMC's Health Council, and some uh, Blank Fitness and some other um, health and wellness partners. Um, she's organized some read-along events with the library folks, um, just last week, we had a Mother's Day uh, flower sale with the Frankfurt Garden Club and Overington Parks Group, and we also had some vendors come up um, to do a, a Mother's Day uh, flower sale and market, and I think there was a band that played in the park. So there's been some really positive uses of the space. Yeah, um, yeah. We hosted a tree giveaway with Tree Philly. And there are some other, like, local community groups that are lined up to use the space for some of their um, different recreational needs. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's had a, so exciting. a really positive um, experience with community members using the space. A lot of the daycares bring their kids up for, like, an hour um, nice, to play nice. in the park. So we've had some good experience so far with the park. Nice. So I know that, um, you know, the topic of this this episode is really dealing with the power of partnership, and I know that you work closely uh, with a couple different um, elected officials, and so I really wanted to ask you, why do you think it's important for nonprofits and community-based organizations to really have a good working relationship with elected officials and other community partners in order to really bring about transformation in, in your community? So what I say all the time, anytime we complete a project or we get awarded for a project, is that anyone who does this work knows that it doesn't happen by, like, one person or one organization doing it all by themselves. Um, first, I guess I'll address the, the issue of um, political relationships. Um, anyone who works in either social services or community development or any type of nonprofit services that is set up to serve a constituent base um, knows that politicians drive policy. And policy has a very real consequence or reward to the work that you do to serve your constituent base. 
And so I feel like if you are not trying to establish relationships with all of your elected officials, then you're really doing a disservice to your organization and to the people that you serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having having um, your elected officials as partners in the work that you do um, really kind of brings, you know, it brings um, partnerships with policy and also funding for the work that we need to get done to service the people that we service. Yeah. And so those relationships are extremely important, as well as relationships with other community stakeholders, such as the business community, um, the police community, um, other nonprofits, the libraries, the schools. Those are all stakeholders, and they all play a part into um, specifically our mission, which is to improve the quality of life in the neighborhood. You cannot do that work without having those strategic partnerships. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, Kim. And I think the piece that you said that's key is relative to the accountability um, and and having those elected um, being a part of that process um, is also a means of accountability to to their constituents. Um, right. You know, and so um, when you talk about when you talk about the the CDC and those other community partners, uh, how do you see uh, the small business? You know, how does small business play a role in that? I know you talked about the corridor. How are you working directly with some of the small businesses um, along Frankfurt Avenue? I know there's been changes. You're you're uh, you know you're originally from the neighborhood, so you've seen the changes, good and bad. How do you begin to revitalize that business corridor? So, um, one of our strategies has been to um, first and foremost work directly with the Frankfurt Business and Professional Association to get some of that work done. Um, we have, we've been lucky enough to have a really active president of our business association, Diane Richardson. Um, she actually owns a business here in Frankfurt, and so she's really tied to the work that she does with the business association. Um, but our primary goal for the businesses on Frankfurt Avenue is to really tie them to resources on a city and state level that can help them um, to help take their businesses to the next level. Or if you're not in business and you're an inspiring entrepreneur, to be able to leverage those resources to get your business started up. Um, and so we're really that go-between between businesses that are on the avenue and, like I said, city and state resources. Um, that the business owners need. Um, in addition to working to, with the business owners that are already existing on the avenue, one of our goals as a as an organization is to bring some new businesses um, so that we can increase the variety and I guess um, the level of retail services that are on the avenue. Mm-hmm. So we've worked with right now we're working with the Enterprise Center um, and the Commerce Department to try to bring a new cafe to Frankfurt Avenue. We also have another project that we're running a capital campaign for um, to purchase another building and renovate that building for a new business to come in on the ground floor of that building. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, so servicing businesses that are already here by connecting connecting them to those city and state resources and also trying to work with um, with property owners and the Commerce Department and other organizations that help new and inspiring entrepreneurs to bring new businesses to Frankfurt Avenue. And all of that is kind of tied into 
um, providing economic resources also for the residents that are here um, because with new businesses comes jobs. Yes. Um, and so the more small businesses we feel we can bring in, the more local jobs we can create. Yes. Yes. And so that's primarily um, what our work is focused on around Frankfurt Avenue. Yeah, that's it right there. You know, small business um, drives the economy. And one thing that I talk when I talk to a lot of my contractors, um, I had a really interesting con uh, conversation with one gentleman in particular who's actually down um, not too far from you guys, not in Frankfurt, but he's not too far. And one thing he was saying to me is that, you know, on the government level of contracts, they have to understand you got to split that pie. When you split that pie up amongst small business, you can have a greater impact um, relative to job and, and, and growth. And so it's so important that we, that we understand, we understand that. And so, um, I just wanted to kind of like wrap wrap this thing up relative to um, how you see even the city as a whole. How can we begin to really galvanize other nonprofits and community organizations on on developing these partnerships that will really lead to success and really um, really move our city forward? Um, you know, we're we're still ranked as the largest. You know, big city with the highest poverty, that that's a problem for me. Like, I, and, you know, we have to come up with some strategies and some ways to, to, to really begin to, to put put a dent in that. Right. I agree. And so what I, what I can say in terms of um, citywide about how to get other organizations to kind, to, to kind of like work within this, this partnership piece um, to serve the residents that they serve, uh, where it happened for us was it really started with us working with the planning commission. Mm -hmm. um, so each neighborhood, it should be by now, should have a district plan. Yes. Um, and we really started to look at the city's district plan for our area. Right. And so after, you know, working with the Philadelphia City Planning Commission to facilitate that process in our neighborhood, our thought process was, well, how do we leverage the city's plan to make sure that what we're doing as a CDC um, kind of works within that frame or complements what the city has planned for this area? Um, because they're sort of, we kind of use them as the experts in planning. However, we're on the ground, and so it's our job to kind of tie in with the city recommends for the neighborhood in terms of being able to stimulate economic development. Um, and trying to tie that into what residents want to see for the neighborhood, what type of services they want to use, what type of restaurants they want here, what type of permanent improvement projects. Um, and so we use that to launch some of our engagement proje um, projects. Um, so after the city completed the 2035 plan, we work with the Planning Commission on what we call Destination Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. Destination Frankfurt was a again another community engagement process to talk about the types of um, how we could kind of incorporate some of the stuff from the 2035 plan into some of the um, the plans that we worked on with the community members to do this this project where we um, took one of the vacant buildings that was blighted and put an art gallery in there or to to do the park project um, for the vacant lot that we all complained about. 
um, on the 4600 block of Paul Street. Um, we make um, Frankfurt, uh, how do we give Frankfurt its own identity by creating new wayfinding signage? So that came out of, out of working with the Planning Commission. Um, and then from there, we, we continue to kind of build off of that, right? And so we use the Destination Frankfurt project to then go to the Community Design Collaborative and say, okay, we started with this project. We have this park project. Um, this is one of the projects that was, that, that came out of Destination Frankfurt. How can we continue to engage people and leverage what we did through Destination Frankfurt to build out more from that project, right? And so the park project came first. And then out of the park project, we said, well, what about that ugly building next door? You know, that's a blight. How can we buy that building? And how can we reface that building so that it doesn't look as ugly as it used to look? Right? And then uh, from that came six grants to do facade designs. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yeah, facade designs are nice. The park is nice. But what about the streetscaping? The streetscape, we don't like the streetscaping. And so then we started to have community engagement meetings around the streetscaping. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that kind of informed um, my organization's strategic plan and then our five-year strategy, which we're called Reimagining Margaret and Orthodox, which pretty much combines all of those different um, community engagement meetings that we had about buildings that we wanted to see improved, vacant lots that we wanted to see improved, and streetscaping improvements that we wanted to see for an area. Mm -hmm. So all of that stuff happened, I would say, around 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. and we developed this initiative that we call Reimagining Margaret and Orthodox. Nice, nice. After we've had all those conversations and we put that plan together, my organization then took that and we shopped it around to funders to say, this is the stuff that, you know, community members want to see completed within a short time span. Mm -hmm. How can we put this in a five-year plan and each year make sure that we're accomplishing, you know, a certain number of projects so that we're working towards this larger goal of revitalizing this one area of Frankfurt Avenue. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we are now. So that's how the park got completed. That's how the Doral building got completed. That's mm -hmm. how we're doing the facade over for the beverage distributor. That's how my corridor managers are implementing, are implementing the streetscaping program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would really, like, encourage groups to really tap into working with your local city planner. And yeah. then with that, working with, if you're doing economic development, definitely tapping into working with the Commerce Department because mm -hmm. they're the city that does that. And then tying that to the state resource that works for that works on economic development. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's pretty much what we've been doing. It really started on a local planning level. And it just, you know, it just made sense that we made connections with different city departments, different state departments to actually start to implement some of the projects and get them done. Yeah, that's awesome, Kim. I'll tell you, um, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away. I'm sitting here taking notes. And so these interviews, <laughs> these interviews really, really, I, I really think that people need to grab hold of that because I don't know if we really have taken the – uh, Philly 20, the, the Philly 2035 plan seriously enough. And here's the interesting part. It's 2018. Mm -hmm. 
right right when they started that you know we were a long way but we're inching closer you figure two years we'll be at 2020 so we're inching closer and closer and there's still so much work to do but there's also great opportunities to really um to really provide some some transformation and make an impact in our communities and I'm, i'm glad you mentioned that because as we look at this building that we're we're thinking about purchasing and creating a community space in North Philadelphia, um, I'm going to tap into the into the planner, into the, whoever's responsible for that neighborhood. Definitely. I totally, you know, I'm like, you know, that just right there, you just open up my eyes. I'm like, I need to definitely do that. And I have a relationship with the Commerce Department um, mm-hmm. already. So I, I want to thank you for that tidbit. I'm learning so much uh, from when I do these interviews. So I want to Again, thank you for being a guest on the Mind Your Business podcast. Uh, how can we connect with Frankfurt CDC on social media? So you can find us. Hold on. Let me pull it up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible, but I should, I should, I don't handle the uh, social media handles for Frankfurt CDC, but I can tell you what they are. Okay. So we're on, <laughs> we're on Instagram as Frankfurt CDC. I believe we're, um, also on Facebook mm-hmm. as I'm pulling this up on my phone as we speak. So we have two pages on Facebook where you can connect with us at Frankfurt CDC on Facebook or Frankfurt NAC. And I believe on Twitter we are FCDC215. But if you follow us on social media, we'll definitely post that um, post that information. Awesome, awesome. All right, Kim. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Of course, as always. All right. Thanks for having me. Take Wow. I want to thank Kim again so much for coming on our show today. If you didn't catch anything else, I hope you caught that elected officials drive policy that impact our community. That's why it's so important for entrepreneurs and small businesses to have relationships with elected officials on every level, local, state, and federal. I want to thank you for listening to the Mommy Business Podcast. Always and forever remember, now is the day, so enjoy it. Yesterday is over, so learn from it. And tomorrow is not promised, so pray about it. Make sure I'm on my toes, on my knees, keep them pleased, rub them down, be a lady and a freak. Oh. It's in my drum,